Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Woso Daily. I am Joey. With me uh, today is Claire. Once again, Claire, how are you doing? You know, I'm sad. The enemy won, and we have to say goodbye to Colombia. But there was a bunch of fun soccer to talk about that I'm sure we'll get into. Yeah, that's the uh, the bright side, that even though Colombia lost, they still played well, and in that first game, boy, that was fun. And we can just jump right into that. It was nil-nil, even though uh, chances abounded in 120 minutes, but no goals were scored. So we went into a penalty shootout in that Australia-France game, and in the end, the hosts Australia advanced to the semifinals a uh, 7-6 win on penalties, and they go through. So, Claire, that was a crazy penalty shootout. It was a crazy game. Congrats to the hosts. Yeah, this one was insane. I feel kind of bad. France was missing a lot of attacking talent in this World Cup due to um, injuries, and I feel like it kind of came to bite them here. There were a lot of shots they had that missed, and then... Their keeper did a really good job. Australia had some banger looks and just couldn't get it off. There were some nice saves going on. And then, of course, it was a 20-penalty shootout. So each team shot 10 times. That's crazy. And to be fair, there were good, good saves in that penalty shootout. This was a a penalty shootout that it wasn't just... In the U.S. game where people were missing, you know, hitting the post, going over, mm-hmm. there were some legit saves in this one. I, I think it was all, uh, you know, the, the pinnacle was that Arnold uh, save gets called off her line uh, due to VAR. Then they do it again. She goes the same way. Arnold dives the same way and makes the save and then gives the stare down. That was a, a great moment. And, I mean, shout out to Mackenzie Arnold, who, even though she missed her own pen... Uh, she pulled off a couple saves, pulled off a bunch of saves in regulation to keep them in that one, and uh, helped their helped Australia advance. To be fair, this was a very very even game. Right, there were chances both ways. Mary Fowler had a shot saved basically off the line. Possession was fifty fifty in this one. So Claire, I just see this game as, I mean. I'd never liked saying that penalties are the deserved outcome because it's not really soccer, but this was about as even a game as you could get. Yeah, I mean, both teams had chances. It seemed like it could have gone either way the whole time. So it wasn't like a feeling like you were robbed that it went to penalties and like teams were playing for penalties, you know? Yeah, and I prefer that. Like, if we're going to have a penalty shootout, I want it to be because that is the you know, the fair soccer outcome after 120 minutes. Um, And I'm sure, you know, in the past, uh, just in this tournament, we've talked about teams playing for penalties. This was not the case in in this one. These teams were able to win it in regulation, and they just didn't go in. Uh, You mentioned, Claire, that there's been some uh, chatter about Sam Kerr. She came in in, I think it was the 54th minute in this one, 55th minute. Do you think that she is that Sam Kerr that we know that she is, even though she's not playing the full, you know, 120, 90 minutes? Do you think that she's back? I think some 
You know how we got the quote from Vladko that was like basically implying 80% Juilliards in the midfield is better than anybody else anyway? Yeah. I think it's kind of the situation of 80% Sam Kerr is one of the best strikers in the world anyway, you know? I don't think she might be all the way fully cooking in this game. Obviously only played about half of it. Maybe didn't quite have the hops she normally does, but still Sam Kerr, you know? Yeah, I mean, if she can play, you kind of have to play her. Like, that's just the way it is with, you know, the best players in the world. Um, and, you know, to be fair, it's not like I don't think she limits necessarily their attack. Like you said, even an 80% or whatever Sam Kerr is still one of the best strikers in the world. But certainly, you know, you'd love her to have time to recover and actually be all the way back. So I guess we'll see because obviously now they have another game that she can uh, rest up for and go again. We'll see how back she can uh, get in just, I don't know, more another three days or so. So, yeah, well, I, mean, I, guess, I guess we'll see what happens with her. Ryan shouted out Courtney Vine. I think before we even had a game played and Courtney Vine scored the winning pen. So shout out Ryan for that uh, great prediction there. Um, but yeah, anything else in this game, Claire? Just some final thoughts on these teams as we have to say goodbye to France and Australia move on. We're saying goodbye to Hervé Renard and his beautiful white shirt. Very sad for all of our eyeballs. And it's sad to see Wendy Renard, who's such a like icon of the women's game, go out. But, you know, this is kind of the expected level for France, I thought, coming into this World Cup. Quarters or semis. So, sad to see him go. But, God, Australia has my heart right now. Like, if you want some sports joy, go look at all of the videos of Australia fans celebrating. They were, like, putting Aussie Football League games on hold to watch the penalties. It was, like seemed like every single Australian in the entire world was losing their mind. Just a lot of joy there. Yeah, I saw a video of Sam Kerr giving a fan her shirt and the fan and like it was like a fan of me, like a young girl, like probably mm-hmm. six, seven years old. And though that's why we love sports. That's just it's an amazing, amazing scene right now in Australia. And and great for the women's game um around the world. So we love to see it. Australia Advances on penalties against France. No nil in regulation. 7-6 on penalties. And Australia goes through. We can then go on and touch on that second game that have us all feeling just a little bit down. Because England somehow find a way through. 2-1. They win against Colombia. Lacey Santos actually got the first goal right before halftime. But just just before halftime on 45 plus six lauren hemp equalized and then alessia russo got the winner on 63 minutes so claire our beloved columbia is out the enemy moves on got us all feeling a little bit down on this saturday yeah i feel like this is kind of one that came to yeah i guess experience does matter you know Like, I thought the first England goal wasn't the greatest. It was probably savable. The first um, Columbia goal was good, but Columbia just couldn't 
get past the English defense in the end. That beautiful Columbia attack was going for it and going for it, but couldn't quite get it done. And now we have to watch England, Australia. We have to listen to English fans for another few days. So I've decided I'm not going to bandwagon a team this time. I've had my heart broken too many times, but like Australia is really tempting me right now. What were your thoughts on this one? Yeah, I mean, especially in that final 20 minutes when Colombia was pushing and pushing, it seemed like, you know, almost inevitable that they would find a goal. But it kind of seemed like they just didn't have, like you said, like any real know-how as to break down that English line. And I think that just comes from experience and comes from knowing the times and places to pick a pass against teams of that level. Uh, Because it was there for Colombia uh, at the end, they had shots, they had chances, they had the ball in the final third for the last, I don't know, yeah, 15, 20 minutes probably, and they just couldn't quite find a way past England, and so that's disappointing. But, I mean, if we talk about this team fighting the entire tournament, they they got out of a group with Germany, they got to this point where, you know, you win your first knockout game, and you, uh, you know, you advance to the quarterfinals, and you only lose by a goal to England, and you had chances to equalize, I'm not sure you could ask for more from Colombia. So in a certain way, it certainly feels like Colombia, they did great. You know, we, we can't criticize them anymore. But dang, it just feels like they had a little bit more, and if something just broke their way at the end of that game, it could have been Colombia knocking out England, you know? Yeah, this one hurt. But the good thing about Colombia is the future is so, so bright with that team. At the end, they had three players under 20 on the field. They are so young. They've got so much talent. And I can't wait to see them moving forward and what they're going to do next. Federation just has to pay them. I got to add with the that they are on the list of everybody that is in the ongoing fight with their federation of getting paid properly for what they're doing, just getting paid at all, having facilities, that kind of thing. So want to highlight that with Columbia too, and that I am just so excited to see all their talent going forward. Yeah, this is kind of the World Cup where like we love to see um, the, the, the talent and the flair, and this World Cup on the soccer side of things has probably been the best that we've had. Ultimately, you could probably just pick a name out of a hat and odds are that they're having problems with their federation. And so that's kind of the next step is leveling up in all these federations to the point where these teams don't have to deal with some of the things they're dealing with. Because like you said, Columbia, the future is just so bright. If they have just a little bit of support and a little bit of buy-in from their federation, just imagine what they could do with the next World Cup. Right, it's not just Caicedo. It's a whole generation of young Colombians that are just waiting to kind of take the reins. So get that help from your federation, and then the floodgates will open for not just Colombia but a lot of these other nations. So, like you said, shout out Colombia. And to be fair, England is a very good team, and they will move on, and they will face Australia in the semifinals. I, like you said, I don't necessarily have my heart set on any specific team, but I would love Australia to get the job done in the whole thing. 
So yeah, Claire, that's kind of it for those two games uh, to recap. Anything else before we sign off? Yeah, nothing other than Ozzy, Ozzy, Ozzy. This one was fun for them. Yeah, I was certainly, certainly happy for them. Um, what a story. Love the host nation. Moving on and great story for that entire nation, like you said. Uh, everyone is behind that team right now. So that's that's cool to see. And so, listeners, thank you so much. Claire, thank you so much. We will be off tomorrow. It's one of those days that there's nothing to recap and nothing to preview. So no pod tomorrow. But then we will be back on the 14th to preview that first semifinal, Spain and Sweden. And so, until then, we'll see you. Adios.